I remember thinking that night, like, okay, well, <laughs> this has been a fun run. Like, I won't see you in the morning. I don't think I'm waking up, but like, peace, love, and happiness. Welcome to the Problems We Face podcast. My name is BD Marciari, and I'm joined by... Hi, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. Hi. Hey. Hey. Okay, this is Marina, and this is my first episode. I started this podcast just because I want to raise awareness for invisible illness and just this whole idea of you have no idea what someone's going through behind closed doors, yeah. and... Yeah, so we're going to talk about all sorts of problems, big ones, small ones, everything in between. And I thought today we should just, like, get to know a little bit about me and my story. And who better, (laughs) who better to tell me my story and tell you my story than the one and only Marina Dreyer? Yeah, her story is, like, very unique. And I know, like, everyone around home and stuff and you you fell off the face of the earth for like two years and everyone was like oh what happened to her that beady girl like what happened to her? kind of funny because like three years later two metal hips yeah and four years of physical therapy now here yeah. you are and look so. where we are okay so marina really knew me in <laughs> the ultimate peak of my existence right. shall i say yeah no it was definitely all of our high points middle yeah. school oh yeah okay so before we get into my thing tell us a little bit about yourself so i met bd in sixth grade i went to like a public co-ed school and then um bd had lived in like california for most of her life before moving to baltimore in what fourth grade but um we kind of instantly clicked in sixth grade but then at the same time it was middle school and does anyone really click in middle school (laughs) i wouldn't say so um we had a low-key feud a low-key feud but like also not i don't know it was kind of complicated friendship um and then bd and i both went to all girls school (laughs) for well i went for four years so i went for all of middle school and then ninth grade and then my sophomore year i switched to boarding school in like middle nowhere virginia (laughs) So I could sail. And so BD and I, BD's like, we're just one of those friends that's like, I don't see her for seven months, but when I do, it's like, no time has passed. We hang out like every seven months, maybe, but. (laughs) But it's like, we've known each other for so long. And like, she knows a lot about me and my past, my struggles and like her struggles because we kind of went through them at the same time like yeah. seventh grade our both of our grandmas who were huge parts of our life died two months apart and like mm-hmm. bd got diagnosed then we did a lot of other stuff so it was just like a very kind of long friendship and i think that we were we were there for each other in like our worst yeah time so she knows me really well so <laughs> all my my really bad same, moments same here and yeah yeah it's just like yeah I don't know it's just different because I was really a big part of our world at home and then I moved and it was just like my whole perception of everything changed yeah Baltimore is like very small yeah it's super small and I mean my school is super small but it's like a different type of I guess mindset you could say and um I don't know we kind of just we're very different people than when we Mm -hmm. met we just like both grew together you know yeah. what I mean grew together and grew apart yeah so that was a good segue let's talk about <laughs> the beginning of our friendship so like sixth seventh grade I'll preface this by saying before karma hit me <laughs> I was enlightened I was a very jealous person like FOMO okay but you were also a sixth grade girl like, <laughs> yeah okay. you might have been like a FOMO insecure I was a brat let's <laughs> say that like just a, 
a brat, knows a lot of... Okay, imagine everyone hates middle school, okay? Like, yeah. everyone can agree, anyone ever can agree, that middle school is just, like, the years you want to race, like, the worst part of your existence, but it was all, like, necessary for you to be who you are today. So, like, but, like imagine going to a middle school that was also all girls, that also had 50 <laughs> kids in a grade. Yeah. That was also a private school surrounded by a ton of other private schools and just like the social aspect of that so it was like even it's not like we went to public school at a 300 kid grade where like you didn't know everyone like knows like you knew everyone you knew everyone's business Mm -hmm. you were all competing with each other especially the environment of which like our school was like like you know it's like it breeds you to compete with one another so yeah yeah so we we were like really close but at the same time not yeah like we were friends together but like in a group group we weren't as close and then i think i don't know just like that whole idea of jealousy i also my grandma both of my grandmas were really sick and so like i spent time in virginia where my grandmother lived Mm -hmm. where my grandparents lived so i wasn't there for like a couple months yeah which would become a trend (laughs) later on (laughs) longer trend yeah it turns out i just hate school no i'm just kidding so i wasn't there which was hard and then like but we stayed close because we were like kind of going through similar things and it was just like all all kind of around the same thing it was it was weird for us because it was in middle school my close friends were also bd's close friends Mm -hmm. but it was like we were in the same group but then in context of the group it wasn't like the people who i would like walk around with were like it was bd it was just like we were all in one big group but then like yeah outside of school it was different I mean, you guys know how middle school groups yeah, are. They're, like, enough. never never concrete. Unless you were lucky, props to you if you had a good middle school group because cannot relate to I that. don't know. I think you and maybe Linz, um, I mean, other people, I'm still, like, friends with them, friendly, but, like, you and Linz are the only two people from middle school that yeah. I still, like, talk to on a regular basis. And Lara, but, yeah. like, other than that. Yeah. Okay, so... And then the seventh grade, which, um, well, in the beginning of seventh grade, Maureen and I had a friend in between us. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then, so then they got close, and then I was like, okay, so Izzy, hey, (laughs) shout out Izzy, I love you. (laughs) Izzy and I are still, like, super duper close, but Izzy and Marina became friends in seventh grade, and then I was like, hey, yeah. So that was like, I don't know, the classic middle school drama. That was my life, and you know, it felt, it felt all consuming. Yeah. My God, my friends, like, who, like, who actually likes me? Yeah. Do like, I actually like My them? life is so hard. My How life is literally get? so hard. Oh, wait. Plot twist. <laughs> and then I ran cross country in oh, fall of 2017. And my knees hurt. And Marina, Marina's <laughs> knees also hurt. So we went to the school trainer. And I was like, hey, like, oh, my no. knees hurt. And she, she was not a fan. She was like, okay, you're like, no. You're fine. And yeah. I, my dad's also a runner. And so I was like, hey, my knees hurt. And everyone was like, Psh, walk it off. Yeah. And me being like, hey. I mean, to be fair, like, like imagine this. Like, BD's dad isn't, like, a runner. He's, like, a mega marathoner. So, like, he would go every week. Some dads might watch, like, football on Sundays. Like, <laughs> BD's dad would be in the Pocono Mountains doing 100-mile races, like, yeah. through the night. Like, almost once a month. His warm-up or, like, a light version of his jog <laughs> would be, like, a like a marathon. Yeah. So, for BD to, like, run two miles in cross-country and then be like, oh, my knees hurt. It's like... Right. Also, like, my parents... It's not like my parents were, like, didn't take care of me. It's yeah. just, like... 
like you could not see anything different yeah. with my well, it's knees. it's like the whole hypochondria thing. It's and like, also, I used to put like a headband around my knee and be like, my knee hurts. You know what? So I didn't. I was like the boy who cried. A headband? Yeah, because it looked like a knee <laughs> brace. You're lying. <laughs> no. no. Um. Yeah. So I used to like. I wouldn't say I was like a, a sensitive child, but just like for fun to see like who cared, I would pretend I was. Oh, uh, we all sick. did that. And like, then I'd be like, like the braces. And yeah. Yeah, you know, like, classic. But anyway, okay, so yeah. I was like, I didn't even believe myself. Actually, maybe I did. I'm not really sure this time. Well, you were angry because it was like, this was the first time something was actually wrong. And then no one was like, everyone was just like, yeah. And then I, uh, we like, went through winter. And then right before my birthday in February, I got some, like, a throat. My throat hurt. Mm -hmm. And I went to the doctor and they were like, you don't have strep, but, like, here's strep medicine. And Mm -hmm. I took strep medicine. And then it was fine. But then February, my birthday, my parents gave me a trip for my birthday. 13th birthday. Like, you can go somewhere with a friend. Like, so exciting. Yippee. So then I call Marina. I'm like, (laughs) we're going. We're going on a trip. And she's like, okay, yay. Let's go. And so I was like, okay, like, we need two months to plan this, you know? Yeah. So we planned this trip for April. And little did we know that in March of 2017, I would go on vacation and literally never never <laughs> come back never end. well it was bad before we i don't think mm-hmm. you weren't going to school anymore by the time we went yeah. to Florida. like you hadn't gone to school in maybe like a month because your whole problem was like no one could diagnose you yeah. so then you stopped going to school and people started being like well what the hell's wrong with her? like mm-hmm. it, if she's not yeah like if they don't know what's wrong with them why isn't she coming to school right. all this type of stuff but it was like they thought you had Lyme disease for a bit. Mm-hmm. I was treated for a ton of different things, mm-hmm. but I, my, my fingers, my hand totally calloused and then my, yeah. my skin peeled off and I thought, I was like, oh, I just had a reaction to like some bad self-hand wipe. <laughs> no, you walked into science class, seventh grade. I remember seventh mm-hmm. grade because we had Miss Brunler and you were like orange, <laughs> but like, so we were all orange, but like also your hand, like you had like an eczema type mm-hmm. of rash and- this was when, this was after your, like, knee stuff and, like, your joints started getting mm-hmm. more swollen and things like that. And we were like, what are you talking about? And yeah. you thought that your, like, skin rash was just a bad reaction to, like, the self-tanning yeah. wipes that you used. But it was really, like... Right. And I'd also like to say, like, it's easy for us to point out all these things now. But if you saw me, you couldn't have told, like, nobody could know that any of this was wrong. Yeah. And I, like, refused to admit it was wrong. So, I mean, rightfully so. Like, I understand why people... We're like, mm-hmm. what's happening, yeah. you know? So, anyway, I went on spring break with my family, and I went, and then I went to the patient first twice in, in that California. Trip. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I couldn't walk. My parents were mad at me because I, like, I, I hate the doctor, and so, oh, my oh, gosh, we have to talk about when I, uh, when I, um, we were in tennis mm. with that train whatever his name was uh-huh. and i fe- you tripped me and i fell oh. and then i went to patient first that yeah i like <laughs> <laughs> i was like such a, i like i <laughs> i was like playing fun with me as you and bd we were taking a tennis lesson because i was super into tennis back then i was like hey you guys should come and bd was kind of getting into tennis like mm-hmm. whatever and i like tripped her and then she actually like fell and got super hurt and then she like came to school next day with a brace like, she, like, had yeah. broken her wrist, not broken, like, sprained her wrist, and then you went to California with the brace, and mm-hmm. then everything else started going wrong in and then, California, like, and it was, like, what is wrong My with hand you? became, like, if you fill up with water, my hand was that thick, and it was, like, totally swollen, 
and um then I went to patient first for like my ankle and basically I went for seven days and by the time by that time Marina and I were like really kind of maybe not talking because Mm -hmm. I blamed her for this thing (laughs) even though she was not to blame like literally I was Uh. develop a chronic illness Uh. and I was like Marina you tripped me the world is over (laughs) um but anyway so I by the time I came back the morning of the plane this is TMI but like I couldn't put my pants on by myself yeah and I was like, this is normal. Like, it's fine. I'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> it's fine. And then, and then, and then, <laughs> two all, years later, it all went downhill from there. Well, that was like, I think the first time that people, like your parents at least, kind of were like, okay, this is something really wrong. Yeah. Because it was like, sure, your wrist hurt, but it was your legs hurt and like your hands were swollen and like mm-hmm. you had rashes. I had a fever and for none five days. None of these straight. like things connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to be fair, like, I understand like it is it it was hard to find a diagnosis like those are all really like your disease was so rare like and and not common like it was just hard who the hell gets arthritis when you're in sixth grade like I know what a ripoff when did that happen like (laughs) yeah which is actually like I remember I like could not get up and then I we my parents scheduled an appointment at Johns Hopkins with some doctor, and I was, like, scared of doctors. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Yeah, like, you hated shots there yeah. the whole entire I was thing. like, I'm just going to pretend I'm I'm fine. Like, they'll buy it. You know, I'm good at acting. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. But <laughs> anyway. So I went to this appointment with a dermatologist, and I was like, yeah, I just, like, am fine. And he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> Fast forward two years. People are still being like, BD, this is not normal. You are not fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was like the beginning. Basically, then I just went on bed rest, didn't go to school, took medical leave, and went down like a rabbit hole of sickness. Well, that was also hard because you were still in seventh grade, so you were still having all your middle school, like, insecurity girl thoughts, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But then, at the same time, it was like you were so isolated. And like, at first, it's like, okay, maybe this is really screwed up. But when I was little, yeah, and still sometimes, like just casually every day... (laughs) I used to be like, ugh, I wish I would just, like, get in a car crash Mm -hmm. right now and get so much attention. Like, that would be sick. Like, I could just, like, be in the hospital for a bit, like, have people really care about, you know. So it was like, at first, everyone was like, Calla made you a sign. Like, people brought you things. People visited you. Like, it was super, like, what is going on? Like, we're so worried. But then it was like. It went on for too long. No doctor said anything. Yeah, it was like no one really knew what was going on. And then everyone kind of like got sucked into their own thing. So it was like, it's not like you were like forgotten about, but it was just like, it wasn't. Yeah. It got to the point where it's, it wasn't like, okay, she's bad and she's better. Like it was like two years. So it it wasn't, it wasn't something easy. Um, and we'll talk about this later, but, like, I went through five medications. Yeah. Like, injections. I went and sat in an infusion clinic and got yeah, medicine. that was bad. Like, it wasn't... I'm, like, very fortunate for the attention I received from doctors, and, like, my parents were... We were well off enough for me to get these medicines and, like, get insurance, and mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate for that. But it was, like, nobody talked... Like, I was sitting in my bed alone, mm-hmm. and when I went back to school, I was the only one doing virtual school. Yeah. Like, I was doing it on Skype when nobody knew how to do virtual school. Yeah, you were the OG yeah. Corona girl virus <laughs> thing. And then I remember one time someone, like, texted me and <laughs> was like, hey, like, come hang out with us. And they had no idea what was going on. And so I was like, hi, I can't. I am tired. And they were like, no, do it. Like, come on. Oh, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Like, and I was like, haha. <laughs> and I was like, haha. Like, big day, tired. I stopped. Like, sorry, 
did a lot today. <laughs> just kidding. Joints don't work. At. <laughs> just kidding. Like, haha, been in my like mom's bed for the past week, but can't go. I genuinely wonder what did people think of me then? If you if you know, like, please DM me or like text me what you thought of me. Yeah. Because like I was sitting in my bed alone. My parents went to work, and I was just like, yeah. So anyway. That was smart. It was also like you were, it's not like you were just like, like BD is someone who hates like relying on people oh for things. Oh my God. Like, I hate it. It caused so much, like with your, like her mom works a lot. She's like a really busy person, but mm-hmm. at the same time it was like she, like BD and her are super close. And so it was like this really hard tension where it was, BD was literally physically incapable and in so much pain about like all the time. And she needed people to do things for all the time, yeah. but she hated asking. And like, you're also a little bit like control freaky. I don't really mean that in a bad way, but <laughs> like am. you're very specific about yeah. like the way things are done. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, she needed to rely on people for literally everything, but, like, she yeah. hated it, and so she was, like, frustrated, and it, it was just, like, a ima- it's, yeah. like, imagine, like, not being able to, like, go get a glass of water if that's you needed a, it to. Yeah, that's the thing that I never, like, if you heard my story now, if I'm talking casually to someone, like, that's not something I tell yeah. everyone, just because, like, it's still, like, I know that it wasn't, I could do nothing about it, but it, like, was embarrassing. Like, I could not go to the bathroom alone. Mm-hmm. I yeah. could not brush my teeth. I could not brush my hair. She couldn't walk up the stairs. Like, her mom had no. to give her piggyback rides up this, And it was painful the whole yeah. time, too. Because it was, like... And her mom was in pain because, like, seeing Imagine, you in pain yeah. hurt her. But then it was, like, you guys would fight because it was, like, you're... You you felt guilty for, like... Yeah. You know, it was just, like... The it whole was, like, burden the, complex. Yeah. And you were just... You're just not someone who ever wanted, like, everything done for you but you were literally yeah. forced to and I then mean, it was like frustrating and it was just like right. a mess and the way i show people i care for them is by like doing stuff for them yeah like very true um like i really like like helping people out and now yeah. i needed all this help and i literally could not help people yeah like when we went to florida for that like 13th <laughs> birthday trip that was on my birthday weekend so yeah. it was like for bd's birthday but like my birthday weekend like bd wanted to plan all these things like literally like okay, yeah. found out different like ideas for us to do like picked out literally like she this? made a google slideshow <laughs> and had Talked all about- the where we were staying like all the different activities we we're gonna do like the boat like the yeah. golf cart and like the the catamaran and like everything okay, yeah. let's you know talk what I mean? about the ultimate worst trip that i thought <laughs> flamed for going on okay yeah, yeah. let's talk did. about the ultimate key remember that. disaster okay so background like marina said i made a slideshow because i wanted to it was like key west and i yeah i picked out key west and i was like it was the first trip I like planned. you know the yeah. first time you go on a vacation with your friends and it's so exciting mm-hmm. you feel like you're real teenagers it's like oh my god i'm flying on a plane with someone who's not my mom like the right. whole thing is super exciting so it was like bd was and she was also bedridden at this point so it was a very exciting yeah and but, like but i planned some of it before before I even got no, you planned all of it. I planned it. all of it before I got yeah. sick, which is why. So I made this thing, and I was like, "We're gonna go to Key West. We're gonna fly into Fort Lauderdale. We're gonna drive down to Key West on the one. It's a one lane highway, and you can like yeah, it's such a pretty drive, drive. You drive through all of the keys because Key West is the farthest one down, mm-hmm. and you can see the water change from like dark blue to like coastal blue. Yeah. Like the and so I was like, oh my god, so fun. Road RC, trip. Like, yeah. ah. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, Key West things to do. And I, pl- like, parasailing, scuba diving, um, 
the we sailboat. Gonna, yeah, we got a resort specifically close to beaches that had rentals for yeah. like boats, um, surfboard, like yeah. all of it. And we were gonna bike around the little town. Yeah, literally. Okay, so funny story. So I didn't know how to bike. Oh my um, god, I until, you. So Beatty taught before she got sick. She taught me like in preparation for a Key West because we were like, oh my god, we're gonna bike everywhere because we're gonna how ironic. And stuff. She taught me how to bike. So we would be like up at. Um, the school across my street in the parking lot, like her teaching me how to ride a bike. It was funny. It was a funny it, experience. I still have and this was videos. in like seventh grade, so I was like a loser who didn't know how to ride a bike because I like moved l- around a lot when I was younger. And I mean, I just how ironic learned. is it that yeah. I taught you how to bike because you were gonna be the one who couldn't bike, and then <laughs> I was the one that, <laughs> the, made, that, that prevented us walk. from biking. Yeah. yeah. If you saw me around that time in my life, like, no, you didn't. I looked <laughs> no, so didn't. bad. Remember that one day I got like so burn i was oh red tomato girl yeah and bd was like pale as hell because she's very fair skin and then i didn't go in i was literally like a van like i did not leave the bedroom yeah for most days and so then i was like sitting and i didn't want to sit in the sun because i had okay um flash forward i was diagnosed with four different kinds of arth four somewhere around there i think different four. kinds yeah. of arthritis before I, like, got diagnosed to, to with psoriatic, juvenile psoriatic yeah. arthritis, which basically means... That was your whole skin stuff. Too. That was, yeah. So, yeah. I hate the word arthritis because I feel like it, like, when I think of that word, it so does not match with, like... Well, it's, like, old stuff. people connotations. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, like... When you think of arthritis, you think old people are... S- and can't just walk. can't move. Like, yeah. that's it. But with you, it was, like, skin conditions. Like, Beatty had, like, dried skin, like, yeah. eczema-type things on like, her ankles and, like, her Every, hands. Yeah. So, basically, if you don't know about our little... Little history about arthritis, everyone. So rheumatoid arthritis is the common arthritis that adults get, and it's because your bones are deteriorating, so your joints and, like, the fluid around your joints, and it becomes like a sponge and absorbs all this fluid so that it's protecting it. Your immune system thinks it's protecting your, your joints. Joint. But it's, like, a ton of But it's actually, fluid. like, overflow. Like, BDs. Okay, so, like, she, all these crazy different medicines she yeah. was on, she was, like, but not way, eating as much. Like, yeah. you, she couldn't, like, gain weight in certain things. And you were also super sensitive to food. Right. And so, like, her legs were super skinny, but then her joints mm-hmm. were to protect. Like, her knees looked like little balloons, yeah. you could say. Well, the way that, so that was, rheumatoid arthritis is your bones deteriorate, your joints fill up. But the way my was was my immune system thought that my bones were deteriorating so they filled up with fluid and because of that my bones deteriorated yeah so it was like opposite. overcompensating for nothing yes. so yeah. basically long story short my immune system was attacking itself yeah. for three years it was just like literally like, screw you. you're annoying and so we're like ruin your body <laughs> i'm missing a joint in my finger that's like fused together got my hips replaced like will probably need to get both my knees replaced like it was no small yeah. no small thing like this arthritis really messed up my body and i think that's what yeah. is not encompassed in the word it's arthritis. like even after she went into remission mm-hmm. there were still it's like sure she wasn't experiencing all the same symptoms she wasn't in pain her joints were swollen, but like the after effects of what that did to her body were very apparent like she was i'm not trying to make fun of you but mm-hmm. like you were like pigeon to like her hips yeah. were like different lengths like she would walk like she learn. still kind of like walk she had to yeah. learn how to walk again i like, had to learn how to walk again and i still don't know how to run 
Like, <laughs> like my, I have not run in three years, and I did not jump for two years. Yeah. Like, I know that, that that is, like, something that a lot of people can't fathom, but my muscles literally do not remember how to run. Yeah. Which is, like, fine. But it was funny. funny because she was, like, super sick, and she could still do, like, a headstand because her mm-hmm. abs were, like, really strong. But because like, I used them instead of my joints. Yeah, because she, like, couldn't. Yeah use her knees to move literally like yeah, yeah like anything like it literally i had arthritis in my jaw and my eyes yeah anyways in your eyes in my Bruh. eyes <laughs> and color. so like yeah it was no like like i wasn't oh darn i mm-hmm. like can't move it was like oh darn if my house caught on fire or god forbid like something happened while i was home alone i literally could not have saved myself yeah and that anxiety also built up in you a lot yeah. like bd was always someone who's very like s- like outgoing s- yeah. yeah but also like scared of not scared of things but like anxious about the possibilities of like harmful yeah. things so it was when this happened it was like she was almost help helpless yeah. like so it was everything felt like it was every possibility felt like a nightmare for her yeah. she viewed like someone was like let's go do this and she viewed every single aspect of it that was like this is gonna scare me so it wasn't just like yeah it was like you wanted to do it, but like your anxiety and your body like I said no. hurt yeah and it's also it completely changed my mindset i i had to think about every aspect of a plan like i could not step over a threshold of of a door like i like yeah. could not step over it so i couldn't hang out with my friends because normal things that they yeah. did and then she didn't want to feel like a burden like what you would come there were a couple times when you started to come to school and you didn't want the wheelchair like that was your mm-hmm. one of your biggest thing everyone really tried to force you into that wheelchair and you were like screw the freaking <laughs> wheelchair you hated that i refused but it was like you were still in middle school we would run around all the time we would move because it was like kind of more of an outside campus and it was like, like bd moved at a man like a normal person walking like bd walked at not even a quarter of that pace mm-hmm. and it was so hard for her she was trying her best at that point and like her joints and then she was getting like frustrated it was just like impossible to like m- and how do you ask like yeah. a group of middle school girls to slow down when i couldn't explain what was happening like nobody you know it's just like hard to ask people to yeah. change but anyway so yeah that was my biggest that was um crazy but anyway let's talk about so i went to we went to key west we and i was used a wheelchair to get in for in the airport and i we flew down to fort lauderdale we rented a car and we got to this hotel and there was this couple fighting in the lobby oh my god and i was like oh my god I am going to die. They were, like, physically fighting, and Marina was, like, chilling with me in the lobby while my mom was unpacking the stuff from our car onto, like, a cart or whatever, and she was like, we're fine, and I was like, we need to leave. She was like, and how are we going to, like, am I going to carry you? Yeah. <laughs> how is that going to happen? And I was like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, like we need to we get. Need to leave. Right, yeah, you, like, had them call and, like, make sure we weren't staying on the same floor as them. <laughs> like, Beatty had her mom call the hotel and was like, we can't stay near them. Like, we, this is not. Again, like, I'd like to say, if you know me during that time, <laughs> like, no, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so and also like keep in mind like this was I wouldn't say this was like the peak worst of your I, I kind of I would think it was. no it was like kind of the like the worst pain she was in the worst mobility yeah. and also keep in mind it's like really hot in Key West and just like the sun and then the sweat it was just mm-hmm. like everything you okay, know yeah. so let's I feel like for this Key West trip it just would be influential to paint the picture yeah for them so we rented this car it had two rows um I couldn't sit up in a 
car. So yeah. I was like, Marina, you take the front seat. I'll be in the back. Yeah. And my mom's driving. So we get up at like 6 a.m. ready for this two hour long drive. My feet are like. I think it was five hours. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Way too long. I blocked it out. So did Marina. We're still, rem- we're still trying to remember. Yeah. So we got in this car. I couldn't move. Was so uncomfortable. But it was also Marina's birthday. So I was like, yay, Marina's birthday. But also like, help me. Well, we woke up in the Fort Lauderdale, um, in the Fort Lauderdale, like, hotel. Yeah. And, like, Beatty had set up, like, cupcakes for me. No, no, no. And my mom w- With my direction. Right. Okay, but what you don't understand about Beatty is, like, <laughs> this was, like I said, like, her pe- So she was hysterically sobbing, like, couldn't <laughs> breathe, like, in so much pain. Yeah. And, like, happy birthday, dude. <laughs> like, it was off. Like, it was so... Because she, like, just wanted... Of course, she was so frustrated because she, like, if you... Like, she just always wants to make it good for other people. So, like, she wanted to make it good for me, but it was, like... I genuinely... She couldn't, like, she, like, her chest... She thought I she was ha- going to die. Yeah. She thought she was having a heart attack. Like, your I chest, did. like... Because I had some chest something that happens with arthritis. I don't like know. Like, pains, yeah. yeah. And it was so just... I- it was- I slept literally sleeping like right like I slept sleeping in a chair but it was so hard for you too like Mm -hmm. you couldn't fall asleep at night like you were in so much pain like nothing worked you know yeah and so I was like happy birthday Marina and she was like oh my god why did I come with you (laughs) I was just like I don't even know like yeah seriously shout out Marina for even putting up with me it was just like I didn't know and I think your mom too like we didn't know how to help you and it was just like I think I was never meaner you didn't want it's like you were so frustrated because it was like you don't you didn't want help but like you needed it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so it's just like "Eh." oh the days and so then we went to key west and we had to cancel all of these fun things to do but we were like you know what we'll still go on this boat and we will still snorkel well no your mom snorkeled we just lied so we wanted to stay at this hotel because we were gonna like bike didn't leave the hotel except for two times yeah and the we, day we got the golf cart we spent the day in the like hot tub because it was the only thing that relieved some of my pain yeah that is but true. one time i decided i was gonna try go swimming first time swimming since no that was so bad i have pictures of Beatty in the pool like <laughs> crying like her mom trying to hold her up because she couldn't float because okay. she didn't have any I fat got, she didn't know how to swim i got in on the deep end and just sunk it was like she was like I can't. it was so uh, she thought like, that the water would help because she could like float yeah, but like but she didn't have any meat on her bones so i also like, like my joints were like in concrete like yeah. I, it just didn't move so imagine like this like you're just like a rock sinking yeah oh my god i love those pictures <laughs> of you like keep in mind she couldn't get dressed on her own Mm -hmm. like we had to like she had to sit on the bed in excruciating pain as we like Mm -hmm. and then like like, walked her down yeah it was just yeah so i was just sinking in the bottom of the pool and my mom was like okay i guess i have to go get her now and yeah then we went on this boat marina ate a sandwich with mayonnaise and she didn't even like mayonnaise and she got seasick and i was sitting there and my mom was like well at least i'll snorkel so my mom was was in the water Screw you. And Marina was, Marina and I were so mad at each other just because we were like together 24 7. I was, I thought I was dying. And Marina was like, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) I was just like, because we, okay. So Key West is really pretty. We didn't go in the water. (laughs) Like, 
we went in the pool but this was also like a resort we didn't really plan it out because it was like a spring break time for like college people <laughs> so it was like a resort where like there were drunk 30 year olds everywhere and we were like the only two like kind of kid and it was just, it was just like what's going on like literally what is going on meanwhile back at home people were like oh everyone was pissed so you can go on vacation but not go to yeah. school there was so you can go to freaking key west and like do it like and take medical leave and yeah not... but you you're not you don't yeah meanwhile i was like one night we were going to go out to dinner and we got there and my i thought i was having a heart attack mm-hmm. so i made us go home we didn't eat we got takeout for like the fifth night in a row marina was like i want to leave and my mom was like it's okay two more days we can do it <laughs> and um i remember thinking that night like okay well <laughs> this has been a fun run like i won't see you in the morning i don't think i'm waking up but like <laughs> happiness well there's one point at which i just like went down to the pool by myself (laughs) i was just like sitting there and i was just like she's like so how long would it be to walk back to baltimore (laughs) (laughs) she was in awful pain and i couldn't help her and she didn't want help (laughs) and we were still in like well this was seventh grade yeah so we were still like middle school brats Mm -hmm. on top of all of like genuinely i think one of the worst things we've ever done together and then we kind of were like okay so i'll see you never (laughs) yeah so that was the awful key west trip anyway i think you know i'd do it again (laughs) i'd do it again yeah we're planning on taking a redemption trip to key west it's necessary um where i can actually we can actually like participate in you know anything key west yeah, yeah. maybe go on a bike since we both know how to bike now anyway so i'm sure through like other episodes you'll hear more about me and more about my story but long story short i spent the next year and a half going to like 10 different doctors got on like four different medications yeah. physical therapy what was the other one I um occupational therapy occupational for my therapy. fingers and basically nothing worked until something worked and then i'm now i'm in, on this pill named zeljan sponsor me <laughs> um, sponsor me <laughs> i'll be a long time client but yeah so now i'm on that and that worked my hips were beyond repairment so yeah. had to get some ceramic ones now so call me a robot got a hip replacement yeah 16. and now i'm like genuinely normal like can yeah. do normal things except for the running thing but like let's yeah, ignore but that you like look like, i look yeah. normal and i like walk normal hopefully i don't know mm. just like normal all around you know the yeah. thing that everybody doesn't want to be but i like so much aspire to be so yeah normal but then she was like not normal again because she was like going to the united nations <laughs> and going to like the united arab emirates and like speaking at conferences and like how much do you guys raise um like twenty five thousand dollars yeah like raising crazy (laughs) amounts of money for like authorized so it was like she really like made the best out of it i guess i would say like in the end sound cool but i'm like no like it was funny there was this article written on her like the baltimore sun (laughs) everything like everyone's parents sent it to like everyone and it was so funny enough about me let's talk about you and wow, your trauma now <laughs> my trauma oh god <laughs> um yeah also i would just like to say like if you ever hear me say a joke about my past or like <laughs> my illness please laugh like it is, it is funny <laughs> it's <And> I, funny <laughs> it okay, has thank to you be for funny them. yeah it's okay funny. so now like forced laughter like i'm here for it yeah um yeah no i you, just like wanted to be a stand-up comedian for a second no sit down comedian right that was her whole bit <laughs> she came up with like dad jokes for arthritis she's like yeah guys i'm a sit down comedian like she would say that oh like bd like is one of those people that very much makes super 
stupid Phoebe is ass very jokes. much one of those people that isn't funny but pretend <laughs> she is. No, she makes the like stupidest jokes, but then she like thinks they're so funny. And she, she laughs like, at herself. herself. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't do that anymore. I've grown out of to that. To be fair, it is funny. No, like it's funny. You laughing I'm at yourself. I'm glad you think that. No, like I always laugh at your jokes because they're funny, but they're like what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I learned that I can't say that to people I barely know because they're yeah. like, oh, oh. Yeah, they get confused. Maybe I shouldn't laugh, but like, do I laugh? I think it's funny. Thanks, I appreciate. It. I like literally always make fun of you. I'm like, huh? Arthritis, girl. <laughs> I like said to me earlier, I was like, oh, I'm just like the arthritis only went to your brain. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, don't take life too seriously. So now I'm going to, let's talk about you now that we've had enough of me. Okay. So Marina has been through some stuff herself. Like everyone, everybody's going yeah. through something. But what would you say is like the hardest thing or some of the hard things that you've had to deal with in your life? So I guess it's kind of hard. Like your whole thing you're saying about invisible illness, like it's hard to understand something that's happening to you. It's hard to understand, like, why you feel a certain way about things when you don't even know, like, the cause of it and that type of thing. So I'd say that, like, I was from the the fall of freshman year. I didn't really understand it, but, like, basically every November, like, I'm sure a lot of people experience this. I would have just, like, awful pits, like, awful, awful like where I just like seasonal depression but I didn't really understand it so it was never really like something that I you know like talked about a lot or anything like that but um it was just I don't know it was hard like I kind of assumed that what it was like it, that was what it was like for everyone and then basically I went to school sophomore year like I went away from my family um and the fall was amazing like I met the coolest people yeah. I learned the like I learned so much about myself I improved so much I had the best teachers I like made so many amazing relationships like I would not change it for the world but um like winter came and winter was always really hard for me but I think it was like extra bad that year and so you know I decided to do like the meds and everything like mm -hmm. that um I didn't really, like, understand what was going on. I guess, I mean, like, you asked what the hardest thing for me. I think the hardest part was being, like, uh, okay, like, I don't care about anything. Like, I am so numb, but, like, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, like, want to get better or understand why. It's, yeah. like, it's, like, when you're so sad that it's, like, you don't care about getting better anymore mm -hmm. it's like you don't remember what it was like when you were like happy and so it's just confusing it's hard when it's like you know that y this isn't it's not you but you don't know how to get back to you so then you talk to therapists and you talk to your psychiatrists and then you get prescribed different meds and then the meds don't work and people are like why can't you operate? Because a lot of people with depression, like, you can operate depressed. There's, like, it, like you could be, like, a functioning alcoholic. You can be a functioning, like, you can have functioning yeah. depression. So, like, I couldn't. I, like, when I was like that, it was, like, nothing could make me get out of bed. Like, mm -hmm. and I would skip all my classes, like, stay in my dorm room all day, like, not talk to just cut myself off from everyone else. And, like, any type of social interaction was really, really hard for me. Like, it was just, it took a lot of extra energy. And so it was, like, I didn't understand why, 
Like, everyone was like, you just have to figure out something to make you get it done. But, like, my problem was, like, there was nothing Mm -hmm. that could make me get it done. So it's every time I got better or had a good day, it was like I lived with this, like, dreading fear that it would come back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like every time something good happens, I I have so much to lose. You know? Because it's like when that happens, I don't know how to get myself out of it. Yeah. I think it's also, like, with illness, it's like you're you before your illness. Yeah. And then your illness, like, at least for us, I feel like it, like, consumes you. Yeah, and you don't remember who And you then you have to it. learn how to be your own person, but with illness. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's, I don't know, I think it's a really hard balance, and it's just, yeah. like, it's just a weird feeling. Yeah. And I, like, do this thing where I cut myself off from people a mm-hmm. lot, so it's, like, when I get really sad, I very much isolate myself. Like, I pretend the world doesn't exist, almost. It's, like, I just sit in my bed, I read books for like eight days straight (laughs) i don't like eat i don't drink i don't talk to my family or anything like i just like shut down and it kind of went so i was at school and i started getting really sad i got on meds it didn't work i almost like failed all my classes because i just like did not care and like i don't cry often Mm -hmm. um but when i get sad i really don't cry like i get like very numb so it's like it would be like no emotion for a couple days and then i'd be like breakdown tears like why am i like Like, this like why does it hurt so bad bad snap and it was gone and then mm-hmm. it was just like back to the same like it's like okay now i'm happy let's yeah, wait for like, the fall now yeah. i can figure it out again but um like a cycle so basically it was all winter and then um things started getting better in the spring because sailing started again and that was my one thing that i was like okay like i don't really have an option schoolwork for some reason i was like oh it doesn't matter if i turn this in like i don't i have an option like it's fine mm-hmm. if i fail sailing i was like i can't let down my team like i can't fail but we only had about two weeks of practice that we could even sail at or we only like two weeks and we could only sail like probably four days out of those two weeks of practice in the spring before spring break and i was supposed to go to india for spring break but then my dad had been reading articles in like the new york times about like this coronavirus happening and Ugh. it was just weird but it was in china my dad was like i don't know it's kind of just like i kind of sense a storm coming but and i don't know what it is right yeah, before that right before that and i was like I don't really know what this storm is, but, like, I just don't feel comfortable when this is happening. And so, like, 24 hours before the trip, like, I pulled out and I was just going to go home for spring break. And then literally two weeks later, the world shut down. Yeah. And did they go? Yeah, they still went. They came back a day early, though. Oh, It's like they left. Things were normal. They came back. The world had shut down. Like, everyone was in strict Mm -hmm. quarantine, like, isolation. Like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And then basically break. We got an extra two weeks of break. And then we all, that was before, like, online school started. But I was like, yes. Yeah. More break. Yeah. But then I was, I didn't have anything to, like, make me feel better again. So then, like, quarantine was really, really bad for me. And I was just, like, in my room all the time, whatever, like, not doing anything. And then I got in, like, a really huge fight with my parents towards the end of towards the beginning of may i think Mm -hmm. then i like had a breakdown um well i think like that's like a really good example of how illness like affects relationships and i like another question i have is like how do you think illness like your own or the people around you affects relationships and it can be like physical or mental illness well i know it's like frustration like i think a lot of it is just frustration like i don't it like hurts because i'm a pretty extroverted person like i have a lot of people i talk to a lot and like really care about and so it was like to see me shut down people didn't really understand 
understand what was going on with me they didn't understand like why i couldn't do anything but like what people didn't get sometimes comes off as lazy right yeah no it's like lazy or like you're not trying hard enough or it's like if you want to get better you need to do those things but for me it was like the only time i felt safe was like in my bed away from everyone else so it was like the idea of going downstairs and like seeing my friends for a little bit for an hour of the day and laughing like three times i knew every time i hung out with people it would it would take me if i hung out with someone for 30 minutes it would take me four hours to recover from that like it would be so emotionally draining and people Mm -hmm. were like no you need to get out like you need to go on a walk you need to talk to your parents you need to like talk to your friends and like you immerse yourself people were just like you know you need to do these things but what a lot of people didn't understand was that that was so hard like to do yeah that's so hard so let's talk about other people's opinions on something they have no idea because that happened so people would be like they would see me and everybody had something for me to try which was nice to an extent but then people would be like you know if you just didn't eat dairy i'm sure you would be fine and like maybe if you put some essential oils on your on your joints you would like figure it out and so everybody has something to say and i know that sometimes it comes off as nice but sometimes it's just like invading yeah and so did you have like that experience yeah no i did and it's like the thing is i had my parents and i'm super close with my mom but i also had all these teachers Mm -hmm. like when you go to boarding school your school becomes your family so i had all these teachers in my life that were like doing all these things they're like you need to and then i had my therapist and like whatever and i was like just so not I was just frustrated too because like I remember this one time my aunt called me and she was like listen I get it I do but you have to figure it out like you just have to get it done and I was like no I don't think you get it like I can't get it done like I would rather the only way to describe this like there were certain assignments and things that I would have to do like I would rather stare at a blank wall for 25 hours have every good thing in my life taken away than like do one assignment like I could I could not make myself care and like that made other people frustrated lacking understanding and it's almost like depression the way I see it's like depression is laziness until you're you like have it's an attempt like or something social like that. stereotypes yeah that are talked like I guess that's another thing that's so important about breaking the stereotypes is like depression you're just lazy yeah. or like mine is like you're overreacting yeah you know what I, like it's no, just like 100%. crazy it's like depression is being lazy until you try something and then until like depression is being lazy until you're suicidal mm-hmm. you know and then it's like when you're suicidal okay people start to like people listen like, and care but it's like but on the other side people are like you're overreacting like you, you yeah. don't need to do that everybody has an opinion i think it's just it's hard dealing it's hard like looking at yourself in the mirroring mirror and being like i am not this person like i this isn't who i am but like not caring enough to change mm-hmm. everything i did to myself just made my just made it worse for me but in a way i thought i was like protecting myself like right no one understood everyone was like why don't you want to talk about it with me like why don't you want to get better it was like it's not like i don't want to get better it's just like every nothing that you say like makes it better for me there's nothing people try to fix you when it's like a disease that's like mental it's like people try to fix you but what they don't understand is that you're the only person who can fix you like at the end of the day it's only up to you no one else is living with your thoughts with your burden no one else is experiencing what you're experiencing and so it's like stop expecting me to be someone who i can't be like i'm not the person who you want me to be i think i just broke at that point so i didn't i knew 
I didn't care. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like that's how bad it, I was. Like I was just like you know it has to be it over matter anymore. Yeah, and then so you know whatever, and then you try and then you fail. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and there's that concerning humor that we love here. Yeah, no, I think it's just like it's like you had these friendships and these relationships with people before, and yeah. then you you go through things and you're a different person it, yeah. and you don't understand. And it's like when you're hopefully like you get better and like I got. I got a treatment, and then it's like, okay, well, we used to be close, but now we have nothing in common because mm-hmm. I'm not the person I was, was when I left. Yeah, before. After I came back, um, I stopped taking my meds. Mm-hmm. Like, I just stopped. And within 72 hours, I was smiling again, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, I think I was really depressed for a point, and then I think my meds made it a lot worse, but mm-hmm. then I would get more sad, so they would up them. So right. then it was like a repetitive, like destructive cycle. It, it was like a switch. It was like, oh my God, I want to be in the sun again. Like, I want to talk to people again. And I couldn't understand it, which is why it's so scary for me going into these winter months again, because I don't, the only thing that made me better was going off my meds, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go back on meds because I don't want to like be, it's just like, it's hard struggling with like, there's You're- not like a thing to just fix you yeah. it's not like there's a treatment or like like they're all body and mind is unpredictable yeah it's just yeah. like you don't you know it's like junior year is really really hard it's like what happens if i shut down again you know it's living the in fear that of the fear. unknown yeah and also like it has affected me in a different way it's like i don't view relationships the same way as i did before like i had a lot i like love a lot of people you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like i love talking to people but i don't like it's like anytime people become like emotionally attached to me in any way like i shut off she's like, like oh i'm I sorry i have to give, go i like i can't yeah. do that back like if i see anyone who like loves me not in like a friend sense you know like yeah. in like a relationship type of way i can't do it i start like resenting yeah. them i start like i so the moral of the story is talk to her but like maybe not yeah <laughs> no it's like <laughs> like beware <laughs> i just like i don't know like no one under no one likes the explanation i give them when i'm like i can't it's do that because i'm enough. like i'm like no you don't get it like i need to work on myself i need to focus on myself like i can't get into a, no one likes that that response yeah and so they don't accept it and right. i'm like i don't know what to tell you like you i don't know to how you. to care about people let people care you know yeah. like i don't it yeah. doesn't work it doesn't <laughs> it just, work it just doesn't function and that's i think that's the other hardest thing with relationships it's like people don't like the answers you give them yeah you know and so then that puts strains on your relationship it's like it's I, like it becomes personal because then it's like oh well you don't trust me enough to let me in right. but it's like no i'm not trusting anyone no and it's it's like i don't even trust myself like yeah. i have whenever i get like really like i don't leave my room and my room becomes so messy like i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that like you just don't care and then like people come in and like two of my close friends like come in and they're just like ew this is disgusting like you're living in a pigsty like you need to ugh, that's just so gross like you need to clean this up and you'll feel better so they help me clean it up i'm like that hurts a lot more because it's like i don't choose it's this isn't a conscious thing it's like i'm not choosing it's not like oh i enjoy living like this it's like um my it's I like I didn't have the means to do anything yeah about it like there, yeah. I don't and moral of the story is you truly never know what your comment does to someone and like for me I'll like joke about my experiences and 
I probably will not like you if you don't <laughs> joke along with me. But also, like, there's an extent where, like, your comments, like, comments hurt. Yeah. Um, like, as much as we, like, don't care to admit. In this pandemic, that's what people, like, have realized more, like, it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes if someone's telling you things, you can just be like, yeah, no, rip. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah. Yeah. No, true. It's, like, you're kind of validating their, like, struggles in a way. Yeah. Because it's, like, oh, okay, thank you for not trying to fix me or make it yeah like make me it's not a problem not. to solve yeah okay so what is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself or otherwise through your like heart how <laughs> <laughs> uh, so insightful i've learned that um happy like i really kind of convinced myself that like there are certain times when i'm sad and there are certain times when i'm happy and it's like once this happens i will be happy again <laughs> like once i have this i will be happy again like living a goal-based life Mm -hmm. but I think what I've come to learn is that it doesn't the truest thing in life is that you cannot be happy if you're not happy with yourself screw you know being there for other people sometimes not no that's not that's what i'm gonna say but i'm just saying like no, yeah. put yourself first like mm-hmm. genuinely it's not self you are the, that's not selfish at all because especially when you're a teenager no one tells you to put yourself first like don't expect yourself to be able to deal with everything in a like in a good way like mm-hmm. you will crash and burn and like you'll be fine some days like yeah. you don't that's the whole thing. It's like it doesn't you're have gonna to make be a mistake. Your life isn't going to be perfect, yeah. and you're going to learn from those experiences. Happiness is never. Ju- there's no such thing as just happiness. Like everything that happens in your life, every emotion you have is a combination of both things, and happiness also doesn't come without sadness. No rain, no flowers, type yeah. of thing. But like yeah. essentially, as like also comparison as kills. Oh my gosh, yes. Comparison kills. That's like, also what I've learned. Yeah. I would, like, compare my life when I was, like, sick to this, like, someone who's, like, perfectly well. And I'd yeah. be like, well, I'm not doing as well as them. Yeah. And it's like, you're in a completely different stage yeah. of your life. My final thing is what tip would you give to someone struggling slash your biggest takeaway on life? Would that be um, it? Comparison kills? I think just create your happiness from relationships. But also- Don't put your happiness in other people's hands. But put, have people in your life that make you feel good too you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. make sure that you surround yourself with people who can support that and not judge you or ask you for more than what you can give them don't give put expectations on yourself for how you're supposed to feel and like what feeling better actually looks like just let yourself be sad let yourself be happy because if you're always looking for the definition of like how you define what being happy for yourself is like you will never get there enjoy like the good parts and you know deal with the bad parts like don't give yourself expectations for that yeah Yeah, all right here is our like first first episode i hope you guys enjoyed follow us on instagram at the problems we face podcast and if you guys have something you're super passionate about and you want to talk about fill out the form in um the bio <laughs> she pulled her sweatshirt over her face <laughs> because i'm really interested to talk to anyone and everyone who feels like they faced a problem and i'm sure that's everyone everyone's faced something thank you for having me you're welcome mm-hmm. and i'm really excited about the the people i have planned to be on here we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things and yeah if i'm gonna say one last thing like our ending note yeah if you feel like crap or you don't like someone or you don't like something (laughs) about your life 
Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it sucks. It's fine. Yeah. Life is romanticized. Yeah. And it is not perfect. Like, romanticize your life. Make you the main character. But, like, it's fine. You know? Like, I don't really know how to explain it. Nobody makes it out alive anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) The Problems We Think podcast. Thank you, Marina. And good night. Thanks, Petey. Good night? (laughs) No. (laughs) 